Dana joining us now. Great to uh, welcome on our Book Talk segment. Been looking forward to talking to uh, this man for a long time. Been a big fan of his work, and he has a great new book out about his uh, career in show business. It's called uh, Five Minutes Mr. Biner, A Lifetime of Laughter. We're joined today by the great comedian, impressionist, singer, actor, and all-around good guy, John Biner, who is also lives in uh, Florida here, I just found out, not too far away from us, but uh, good to have him with us. And, John, great to talk with you. How are you? Well, thank you, Doug. I'm fine, and you? I'm doing great. I I, I, I know your book, uh, when I first knew it was coming out, I guess it was earlier this spring. I guess there was a delay on it. I guess all publishing was yeah, delayed. June, but uh, uh, June, It was due June. It was June, due, uh, due June 1st, and then the uh, situation caused it to be pushed back to August 1st. Yeah, I, I, I saw it on Amazon, and then I did the pre-order on it, and I couldn't wait to get it, and then uh, finally got it, and, and I'm glad we have a chance to talk. I, I, I read through the book, and uh, I have to say my first uh, memory of you, John, is uh, in our house, uh, we always got comedy albums, it seems like every Christmas, and the first uh, thing I heard of you was an album you did called The New First Family, 1968. Do you remember that? <laughs> of course I do. I'm still in touch with Bob Booker, who wrote half of that thing. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They did seem to do a lot of those. Uh, yeah, they did a lot of those kind of uh, political comedy albums back then. Those, those yes, two guys, and, yeah. and they also they also wrote the first family with Vaughn Meter. We, we had that one in our house too. In this, pardon me. We had that one in our house too. I remember uh, listening oh, yeah. to that a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, that was a yeah. big hit. That was a big hit. That was a big hit. What you did on that, and it was kind of just for people that weren't aware, it was as if actors and actresses, famous people like Cary Grant and John Wayne and people like that, uh, got elected into Washington, and, and that was kind of the premise of it. Yeah, it was very good. It was fun to do, too. And you did on that, uh, of course, you did the, the great Ed Sullivan impression on that. It was funny, but I heard a little bit of it the other day. I found it on YouTube. <laughs> I don't have the record anymore, uh, but I had to you. look for it on YouTube. <laughs> wow. Oh, I still have a copy of it around here somewhere. I had it. It got lost in the move down here. So, uh, but that 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 would be hey, a collector's item. Find another now. one. I'll <clears throat> find another one. I'll send it to you. It is my pleasure to introduce to you the newly elected Vice President of the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really fine. Fine. It's really wonderful to be here. Really a big treat. Fine, fine. Let's let's move right along here. With our really big session. Actually, as you know, see here behind me are the newly appointed members of the President's Cabinet. Let's make them feel right. Really swell bunch of guys. And you're really going to be seeing a lot of live there from now on. Hi, fellas. Now, moving right along here, some old friends of mine the gallery today here to wish us luck. Let's say hello, sitting right there in the front row, a really wonderful feller. He flew in from Paris, France, just to be with us tonight. Let's hear it now for my pal, Charles de Gaulle. Boy, Chuck. <laughs> you know, you know, my wife and I were talking last night about that wonderful job you did in Algeria. <laughs> now I'll see you at the King Festival in May. <laughs> Good luck, Chuck. Moving right along here, let's say hello to a lovely and talented young lady 
We all know her, we all know, love her. From London, England. Right there, one of the best. Queen Elizabeth, let's hear it. And don't forget to say hello to your sister and the photographer who fell a little camera. <laughs> I'm moving right along, just like to point out during the next two years here in this really big platform. We'll bring you some really big acts. Next week, the Andy Poverty Act. <laughs> really funny act, folks. The Federal Housing Act. And two weeks from tonight, for the first time in any Congress to really big income tax package with a surprise ending. <laughs> That's it. Good night, everybody. Well, now, where was that I'm done? Was kidding. that was that done in New York? Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, it was done there. And, and uh, they just invited a live audience in like a, like a radio show, I guess. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, it was terrific. We all knew it was on a stage, and we all took our turns and did our thing, and and it was uh, it was just a couple hours, and we were out. It was wonderful. You had guys like uh, great impressionists. People remember, like Will Jordan was on that, and uh, David yeah, Fry, but... another name people might remember from, uh, oh, yeah. from that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I, looked I, like I, you guys, or sounded like you guys, were having a lot of fun doing it. Well, it was. It was. It was, it was pretty clever, and I think that was the beginning of uh, of another show they did on television. They didn't do it, but somebody picked up on the idea, and they did the copycats up in Canada. Right. Uh, with a bunch of comedians. I did one of those shows. I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, it, it was, I, I'd forgotten it was a summer replacement show, I guess, but I remember seeing that, and then, again, now you can see some of it on YouTube, and there's a, a clip I saw not too long ago, you and Rich Little doing De- Dual Dean Martins. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich, we, we do a lot of things together over the years. We've done, yeah, several things together. I don't know why the copycats... Didn't go longer. I guess they only made about a. But we had I had Rich on about ten years ago, and we were talking about they only made about maybe ten of them, even of that. Yeah, well, you know, you can only go so far, and you you make fun of everybody and everything, and uh, and then you kind of run out of ideas. So all you can do is kind of be uh, repeat the same thing, basically. And, and the people, I, and then it's tough to gather people around. You know, everybody's got a life, and they're in different places. And sure. I got a call from them. They went to England for a while. That's right. He said they did shoot some of those in England. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and it was uh, evidently a, a hell of a schedule because uh, the uh, the producer of the show called me and said, "Hey, well, John, we're over in England." And you, I said, "No, I, at the time I had never been." And I said, "Never." Oh, we'll show you. Well, but I said, "What's the schedule?" Well, he started telling me the schedule, and if you had an hour, <laughs> it would be a lot of time. <laughs> so how are you going to see London in an hour? So, uh, so that was that. They, they did it there for a few days. And- yeah, there's, there's a few available, I guess. Uh, Rich said, had said, had told us that a lot of them were, I guess, kind of locked up. They weren't available on DVD or anything. But I guess a few snuck out. No, on no, I haven't seen any of them. No, yeah. no. Yeah, those are those are fun shows. Marilyn Michaels, George Kirby was on that show, and uh, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of us. Fred yeah. Travellino, he's been on, he had been on with us. Uh, oh yeah, he was, he was a great impressionist. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, before we get into the book, I uh, just want to uh, tell the folks out there, John and I grew up uh, in the same area, and uh, same air, close to the same place on Long Island. You grew up Long in Long Island. Uh, you're in the same area. Baldwin, <laughs> right? Is that where you grew up, Baldwin? Yeah, uh, oh, Rockville Center, Baldwin, Freeport. <laughs> Bohemia, Merrick, Freeport, you know, then back to Queens where I was born and, and, uh, whew, 
and then back to Rockford Center. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I knew you were from New York. I did not realize until I read the book how many towns in Long lots Island. Of, uh, lots of towns, lots yeah. of towns. Yeah. <laughs> and you really had no ambitions uh, at the time you got into show business to get into show business, right? I mean, it was almost no, by accident. I, I was making, I was making my friends laugh, and I did a couple of talent shows in my hometown, and and. Uh, you know that kind of thing, but um, I, I, I just, uh, I just didn't think uh, there was. You had to know people. You had to know people, and I, I thought, you know, well, I, I, I think I said, said in the book, I, I did a couple of shows and I, uh, uh, talent shows around and around my hometown, and you know, different churches and stuff like that, and, uh, temples and what have you that were having affairs and and getting people to pay a few bucks at the door, and and. Uh, and I'd, I'd be in the talent show with the dancers and singers and what have you, and we'd all be gathered backstage when they decided who was going to win the talent contest, and everybody would be telling me, I was going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win, you're going to win. And it was seemingly always the banker's daughter with the bat and left shoes. <laughs> <laughs> 10-year-old or something that, you know, that, uh, you know, anyway. And so I figured, you know, it's all a fixed thing, so what the hell's the difference? And I'd go out and, you know, and, and uh, I had three kids real fast and uh, my wife did rather and and uh, we needed some extra bucks and I thought well and I was I was passing this uh, this club every day and the job I had driving a truck for the welding swimming pool company building pools and stuff like that and uh, and out of Hempstead Long Island and I saw a sign in Syosset that talent every Saturday night a live show every Saturday night so I, I put my suit on when my wife said it's time the kids need shoes and all that kind of, I put my suit on I drove over there and I just happened to be walking in when somebody was getting off the stage to the sound of one guy clapping and, <laughs> and nobody else. And and, uh, and I found the boss. I asked a few questions, found the boss. And there was a little trio that played there. And, and I said to him, I said to the boss, is it okay if I try something? He said, well, it couldn't hurt, you know, so, you know, pointing toward the stage. You're like, you heard that, didn't you? <laughs> and so... Uh, and so, and so I worked some things out with the trio. They're really nice guys, and uh, and, uh, and and I was so, I was uh, I was told I could work there every Saturday night for I, for three or four months. I, I worked there, yeah, every Saturday night. Made uh, you know forty bucks. There, there were no <laughs> comedy clubs deal. back then, right? I mean, a few none, in New York City, but not many, way. right? No, not not many at all. In fact, uh, that was just about the time Bud Friedman was starting his thing, and right. And after I after I got a few things in Manhattan and in Greenwich Village, I went over there and I started meeting other comics. Before that, I was the only comic I knew. <laughs> was that like co- coffee houses, yeah. right? And I I wish I was around yeah, at that time. Houses, yeah, 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 coffee houses, coffee houses, you know, right? yeah, 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 lots. Yeah, I know lots George Carlin talked about like he when he kind of changed his whole act. He went to the coffee houses. I guess that's where you broke yeah, stuff in. Absolutely, yeah. that's where you tried things out in between different. Uh, people singing Deo and stuff like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, when you first went on, did you do voices or did you do like straight jokes kind of uh, an act? Well, I was, I was a bit shy, excuse me. I was a bit shy and, and, I, and so I, I did Ed Sullivan. So what I did, like I did a thing in the Navy for the guys in the barracks and stuff like that. I make them laugh. Right. And I'd, I'd say, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and here's the Ed Sullivan show. And then I'd introduce them all my acts like Ed Sullivan. So I really didn't have to show up. 
was just, it was just Ed Sullivan in the act. <laughs> well, that, that's the, the routine you did on uh, Impressionist Week, right, with David Letterman, yeah, wasn't it? And the, the, the David Letterman thing, I hadn't been back on that stage for years. I'd done 17 Sullivan shows, and I, and I hadn't been back on that stage for years. And when I went back, I just felt so, you know, wow. This is where, where it all, like, my whole life opened up, you know? Millions yeah. of people after doing doing a room full of anywhere from 20 to 100 people at most to millions of people. And uh, and then I thought, that's good. Maybe I'll... So I paid tribute to the Ed Sullivan show and had a few laughs at the same time. Yeah, that was great. And uh, I don't know if you've been watching on, on YouTube, They, uh, I guess the last couple of months... Whatever company owned it must have sold it to some other company, and they've been putting clips up on YouTube. And one of yours was up recently. Have you seen that? Well, no. It's uh, yeah. This this uh, this fellow named uh, <laughs> he bought the Sofa Productions. Right. He, uh, he bought he bought it from them, and uh, and uh, Bob Precht, Ed Sullivan's uh, son-in-law, uh, is still is still connected with the show. Oh, he's still around. And, uh, I didn't know he was still around. Yeah. He's oh yeah yeah, yeah. Bob Precht and I. Yeah. Bob Preck and I have you out there, you know. <laughs> Bob Preck, the crew, and I, you know, we introduced something he went out of town for. Yeah. And one of the bits they just put up of yours was, I think, 1970, and I think you say in it, six years ago, you know, I started on this show and show business, and you did kind of a, a nice monologue about it. But every day they put up three or four different clips uh, from the, of the Sullivan show. You know, there's a rumor going around that John Biner does Ed Sullivan better than I do. So here on our really big show is my talented friend, John Biner. Thank you. I do a, a better Ed Sullivan than you do? Well, I think those reports are ridiculous. <laughs> they're just, they're just done, they're just, just. And now, you know, Ed, I got started on your show six years ago. Do you realize that? I've been coming back here bugging you for six years. Six years ago, and I, didn't, I had no idea I was going to be in show business. I was driving a truck, and I used to make, really, I used to make the guys laugh down by the trucks. You know, in the morning before we get in the trucks, I used to make them laugh doing an impression of Ed Sullivan, you know, just to start the day a little happier. You want to bring that truck over here? <laughs> well, that's your, that's your truck. You want to back that truck up and bring that truck? Oh, that's his truck? He's over there? Oh, fine, you know. And, and, and the guys used to say to me things like, Hey, you ought to do something with that voice. You know us all truck drivers talk like that? You know, they leave the house in the morning, they say, See you later, honey, take care of the kids. And they get in the truck, Okay, let's go. Well, you know why that is, they got a two-ton truck, and you see them pulling into a gas station, say, Fill it up, please. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they called the studio, I had an interview, and before I knew it, I was on the Ed Sullivan Show, coast-to-coast -coast television, nervous, scared. I had my truck double-parked. It was just really very nerve-wracking. And the Ed Sullivan Show that day, he had a lot of animal acts on. I'll never forget it. I was, I was walking around trying, you know, get a little conversation going because I was nervous. And I walked up to one actor. I said, hi, my name's John Biner. What's yours? <laughs> and then Ed pulled me down, you know. He's, he's very calm. He just goes around humming on. <laughs> I don't know about you, but are you fascinated with John Wayne as much as I am? I mean, he's all over the place. He's on television. He's at least two John Wayne movies a year. And, and you know, it's, and people impersonate him. You know why that is, I think? Because he's the embodiment of, of masculinity, of, of truthfulness, straightforward. He tells it like it is 
right down the center. Now, I never, I had no idea I was going to be a comedian, but thanks to Ed Sullivan and the guys down at the truck place, I'm a comedian now. But imagine if John Wayne were interested in something a little more delicate, like if he were interested in brain surgery, and he had, little, had to have a little tact, a little bedside manner. You know. Oh, we're gonna have to yank it out of there. <laughs> it just wouldn't work at all. You know, I've been in this business, like, like I said, six years, and it's becoming very exciting because people are running up to me on the street asking me questions, you know, they recognize me. They say, Mr. Biner, what time is it? Now that's exciting. A lot of people like to know, you know, just how, why I'm, why I'm a comedian. Now, I, I come from kind of a wacky family. I really do. I know it sounds silly, but really, my, like my father, he had kind of a strange sense of humor. We used to every Sunday go for long rides in the country, like 80 miles out of town where he knew he could buy gasoline cheaper, you know? <laughs> and this one particular day, we're riding and all the kids in the back seat, you know, and he's driving and it's nice, a nice sunny day and the guy cuts us off. And there's kids all over the car, you know, on the steering wheel and in his face and everything. And he's saying, I can't put up with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna after that guy. And we got really excited. Come on, dad, go get him, you know? Go ahead, go get him, dad, go and get him. And he's driving, I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna teach you guys a lesson in politeness. You'll never forget that. And he come in, and cut him off. Stopped the car, got out of the car, went over to the other guy's car, and the other guy locked the door. My father said, come on, get out of that car. Get out of that car, I got kids in there, come on. And he looked back at us and we're going, get out of that car. Finally, the guy got out. He got out. He got out. He got out. Seven feet, he got out. He looked down at my five foot five father, you know. My father looked at him, looked back at us, took another look at him, sized up the situation, said, is that car for sale? Now, my brother was really wacky, really. My brother, Mike, he was very, he used to have a thing about scaring us all the time. He wanted to scare us. Like one day, we were all sitting around the dining room table. Mike came home with a suitcase, a big suitcase, and he brought it in. He set it down, he wiped his brow, and he said, boy, that's heavy. <laughs> what? We went over to him, he said, all right, Mike? Oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. You know? And later, he taught me how to do that voice. We used to use it as a weapon. We used to go around the city, you know, just waiting for people to get on our nerves, you know? Like rude people. Like one night here in New York City, a rude waitress. You know the type? Over here. No, that section's closed. Over here. You want to come over here, please? What do you think this is? Semaphore? Over here. Sit down there, please. Hurry up. Come on. More butter all the way back to the kitchen. Extra steps through the menu down. So what do you want? Well, Mike opened his menu and he said, uh, Oh, that looks good, yeah. Get your pencil ready. <laughs> Prime rib. Medium rare. A baked da da potato. <laughs> As opposed to mashed da da potato. Some string beans, some coffee, and that's all. She didn't know whether to laugh or cry, you know. And she looked at me for comfort. She said, and you? I don't have the same thing. I remember nice. it as a kid, uh, you know, very tail end. My uncle was on that show uh, three times. I don't know if you ever remember the Lambs Club in New York. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. A Lambs Club. I, I met uh, oh, I, I met uh, a lot of great people there. You, they, they, before I got into the business, somebody, a, a friend of the family, Joe Calcagno, knew about the Lambs Club, and I, and I did a show for them once. Oh, great. And uh, Joan, Joan Crawford was in the audience. It was like a tribute to Joan Crawford. And I got a nice letter from her. 
and it was my first fan letter. It's from Joan Crawford. Oh wow, of all things. that's great. Yeah, and she wrote. She wrote. She spelled my name wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> that's <John> right. <laughs> His name was Tom, Tom Dillon. He was the shepherd for about I don't know twenty years. Yeah, yeah. He did yeah, an act. Uh, he was yeah. a singer, but he did an act with a comedian, old time comedian. I never saw it. I've heard stories from my parents with Burt Wheeler, and he said he was on that show maybe three oh, or four yeah, times. Oh yeah, Burt Wheeler. Yeah, yeah, he was a member of those people. Yeah. And, and, and wow. my uncle would always say, and, and I guess you talk about it in the book, everybody that's been on that show tells the same story. Oh, Ed would like cut your act, you know, half an hour before airtime. Cut two minutes here. Yeah, well, you never <laughs> knew what, go, what was going to happen. You really didn't, you know. You never knew. Absolutely. And, and when you did it, it I guess the, it was, was it live all the way? I mean, I know it was live originally in the, the 50s, time. but always it was always live. live. Right? Yeah. Always live. Yeah. Nothing could be repeated. And they didn't have anybody lip sync. It was against the rules. That's what no I wondered, because some of these rock groups would go on there. I, I wondered, and they don't like to you know, no, perform. No, they unless, had to do yeah. it. They had, they had to do it. No lip syncing. Yeah. He was terrifically against that. Which yeah, makes it authentic. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I always hated lip syncing anyway, because you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, your first appearance yeah, was a- in 64. That was your first gig, though, wasn't it, on TV? Well, absolutely. It was the, the uh, <clears throat> Merv Griffin Talent Scout show. I did. Uh, oh, you did that before. Okay. I know I you mentioned that. in the book. I, I didn't realize yeah, he that had was a, first. He had a little show. I don't know. It didn't last long, but people would come on. You know, it'd be like the Odd Godfrey. It was very. It was the same as the Odd Godfrey talents go years before that. Right. And, and they'd have a panel of, of uh, artists, or actors, and singers that would come on, three or four people. One at a time would say, oh, yeah, I, I saw this guy in the club. And I thought, well, most of that was made up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Irving Mansfield, the producer, uh, introduced me with Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin and I yeah, found this guy. He's always talking about any time anybody introduced the producer, uh, interviewed the producer, he'd, he'd mention the fact that I was one of the first people to be on the show. And, yeah. and you did uh, just like a five-minute routine and impressions on that show? Yeah, it was very. It was less than that. I I, I called it the goose of the stars. You know, <laughs> the thing I did. Elvis Presley Elvis sings Love Me Tender, and he's got the guitar around his, you know, with the strap around the oh, back sure. of the neck and all that. <clears throat> Pardon me, and he sings, Love me tender, love me too, never let me go. And then he switches the guitar and it crosses his neck, and he says, Love me tender, love me too. <laughs> you know, just uh, that's one of those. Well, you must have been one of the first to do a, cell of a, 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 a Presley imitation, though, weren't you? There's a clip of you in 64 doing that. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess you put it that way. I couldn't remember anybody else doing it. But no, there, there I've never seen go. anybody and, else uh, do one. Uh, you know, later on, obviously, it became Later on, crazy, everybody you know, was doing them. And not everybody. very well. <laughs> <laughs> Little stout people. <laughs> So the, the the Merv Griffin show did that lead right into Sullivan like right away or no 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 that that led into uh, uh, my first out of town gig it was I was in Rockville Center Long Island and I, no it was Baldwin at the time right. Baldwin Long Island I went from Baldwin up to Rochester New York it was the first out of town I mean, right you talking about York. that in the book yeah right. yeah <clears throat> in New York City rather and uh, that was in a converted gas station it was yeah. a coffee house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the radio yeah, business. You work in some dump stations, and in show business, you got to work in some dump clubs. <laughs> That's right. You got to start out. You got, you know, really. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to start out early. I used to, I used to work in a club down in uh, 
in Washington and, you know, you're not making much money when you start out because you're opening for somebody and they're getting all the money and, you know, the main, the main deal. And, uh, and I'd stay in places where, 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 <laughs> where the, the host of the show or the owner of the, the club or the motel or whatever, with a hotel or motel, whatever it was, they'd feel sorry for people in the winter that were sleeping in the park and they'd fight them into sleeping in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd come home from the gig about one in the morning and have to walk over bodies to get to my room. <laughs> but you're in show business. That's what you keep telling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always heard that in the background. That's it. <laughs> now, how, how did the Ed Sullivan show uh, uh, get with you uh, originally to, to book um, you? I was working the Vanguard for Max Gordon, and uh, and I had a, a manager uh, for 22 years, and he was early in those days. He was uh, managing Thelonious Monk and Moses Allison. Oh, sure. Uh, two great uh, musicians and singer and, and uh, piano player, and uh, and he had access to all the clubs there, and uh, because they had worked there, and he got to know the owners. Harry got to know the Harry Columbia got to know the manager, got to know the people. And he was able to get me into the Vanguard and, and the Village Gate and upstairs at the Duplex and other places <clears throat> in those places, in around in and around and and uh, uh, I was I do Ed Sullivan and uh, in the in the act and uh, I had my school pal uh, Dean Calcagno Christopher uh, uh, would, uh, would play piano for me and I do the singers and all that kind of stuff I did Ed Sullivan and one night uh, unbeknownst to me. Uh, his talent coordinator uh, came in and, and uh, said to me, uh, hey, I like what you did about the Ed Sullivan thing and the impersonations you do. And, and if you, you come over on uh, dress rehearsal on Sunday, this was a Thursday, come over on Sunday and, uh, and, and do the dress rehearsal. And if the old man likes you, meaning Ed Sullivan, he said, uh, maybe he'll give you something up the road. And he liked me so much, Ed Sullivan, that that way after I did the dress rehearsal that I was told I had to go on that night and uh, yeah. that's how it all started. They would do a dress around, what, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, run, do a timing of the show, right? Yeah, I think it was 3, three o'clock in the afternoon with yeah. the dress rehearsal and there was a, a meal break and uh, and then they'd come back at... Uh, and they tell everybody, cut a minute here, cut cut a joke here, cut a song here. Well, it was, it was, it was the most, the most thing was the night, I don't want to give the whole book away. No, no. People are going to read the book and say, hey, where did I hear this before? <laughs> and, uh, but, but yeah, there were times, but uh, the one case with, I'll, I'll just tell the beginning of it, with Jackie Mason and the president, president took uh, Oh, sure. Classic. Yeah. You know, that, that was, that was a bit, that was a complete cut. That was a complete weird situation. Something like that had never happened before, but he's, he's cut things he didn't like using time as a, you know, I've, I've seen him cut things he liked on acts where he didn't like what they said or did, and, and he'd just uh, say it was time, and then he'd tell somebody to add another song. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well that whole Jackie Mason him, thing, but, and again, you know, the story's in the book, and, and, and I think you can see some of it, maybe if I find it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Now, he was kind of kicked off the show for a couple of years, but Jackie always said later, oh, it ruined my career for 20 years. He was on that show two years later and a bunch of times after that, and he was on a bunch no, of other shows. it was about 10 years. <clears throat> 10 years went by, I think. Was it that far? I thought it was two. Ten years okay. went... Yeah. No, no, no. It was about 10 years, and he and he bumped into him down in Miami, I think, and he said, when are you going to do our show again? I said to him, he said, uh, you mean it? And he said, yeah. <laughs> so he went back and he did the show again. <laughs> 
But I don't think it hurt his career as much as maybe Jackie liked to say, because I was on the Smothers Brothers. I remember he was on a bunch of other shows and did well on Broadway, but, but I well, think it almost know, helped Ed, him in Ed a way. And was, was uh, you know, he and like he said, like I said, he, he said backstage when I was going down the steps and I heard him yelling at giving him uh, – how he for me say nuns, priests, and rabbis watch my show, <laughs> and you do a, a, a stunt like that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and you know he was right, you know it was uh, it was kind of a crude thing to do. He was, but he was upset, you know. He was wasn't the kids weren't laughing because the animals are on the show, and you know he wasn't getting the laughs he'd usually get with an audience. And again, for people that never saw this Ed Sullivan show, I mean, he would have, uh, you know, a bear act. He would have a juggler. He'd have a sword swallower, yeah. a plate spinner. Then yeah. he'd have an opera yeah. singer. Everything. Everything. Literally everything. everything. You know, yeah. He, he was, he introduced a lot of people in the world about uh, things they otherwise wouldn't have a chance to see or understand. It's like ballet and this, that, and the other thing. You and know, he loved Broadway, obviously. Poems. Broadway shows, you'd have them and, on. Yep. Yeah, Broadway yeah. shows and people reading poems and what have you. Yeah, and, and and the malaprops were great. I mean, uh, he couldn't rehearse those. I mean, that was just him. He, he'd make mistakes, but they turned out to be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he get all twisted. He get all twisted sometimes. Yeah, the wor- World War I. I. I mean, that's one of the famous ones. I guess. And here's a young woman starving on Broadway. Yeah, right. I mean, starring on Broadway. <laughs> now you talk in the book. He, he had a good sense of humor. I mean, he looked kind of dour on TV, but off camera, he was oh, a pretty no. nice guy. No. He was a he was a guy's guy, a really neat guy. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I again, I only wish I'd you know been alive a little earlier to see more of it. I, again, I've you know clips later on, but uh, just hearing stories that uh, I miss that kind of television. It's just no longer around, you know. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No. Well, just going to touch on a few things, and again, we want people to get the book. Five minutes, Mister Biner, a lifetime of laughter is is the name of the book. And again, an early thing I remember you doing, and. Uh, it was a great cartoon. Uh, speaking of Jackie Mason and Dean Martin, uh, you did the voices of the ant and the aardvark, which were yeah. Uh, yeah, which was a great right. cartoon. <laughs> uh, yes. Want to go to the picnic? <laughs> I know. I think I'll just stay around here. What do you mean? You want a picnic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll kindly give me your attention accompanying me on this to an anteater like me, the only end that would be worth a hundred dollars a plate would have to be a pretty big end. I take great pride in presenting the guest of honor, one whom we all respect, and a person to whom we all look up to. How do you do? How do you like that? I got nothing. Oh ho! Boy, an anteater can bust up a party faster than a skunk in an air conditioner. Uh, uh, sorry to eat and run, but... Uh... Yeah, they only did one season of that. I, I was looking it up on YouTube just to see if I could, you know, see them again. But they only did one season of them, right? Well, they were opening. They were in the theaters, movie theaters. They oh, were they were in, oh, in the theater. For, the I didn't know that. Theater. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did seventeen of them, I believe. Yeah, I just remember seeing yeah. it on TV. So they were in actual movie theaters as a car- yeah, I used to show oh, cartoons yeah, before yeah, movies. You're right. Theater. Yeah, right. Theater. Yeah, yeah. Another thing they don't do anymore, show cartoons and movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was People fun. People haven't got time. People I guess haven't not. Got time. They'll show you half an hour of coming attractions, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my wife is always poking me. She loves coming attractions. <laughs> was that a fun project to do? Uh, and he had some great jazz music oh, in that, too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh, the musicians were great. I'm telling you. I mean, some great names are in it. Did a lot of jazz, jazz music. Did you ever hear and, from Jackie uh, yeah, or, or Dean Martin uh, at, You know, when you did that? Did they ever contact you and say, hey, great job well, on the they, voices? The producers, the producers uh, uh, Patty and Freeling, got permission from them. They actually Oh, they have to ask them. them. I didn't know that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they said, sure. So off we went. Did you ever do Dean Martin's show? I, I, I tried to look up. but Oh, I, yeah, I did Dean's show. I did Dean's show. Hi, John. How you doing? Yeah, I did Dean Martin's show. I did. I didn't do anything with him, but I did the show. You did a stand-up routine? Yeah, I was looking on YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah. His daughter's one, a good friend of ours on the show, Dina Martin, but I don't know if you've, I know you've worked Dina, with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I haven't. Have I you, haven't. I, I, in Vegas, I maybe you might have uh, known her from Vegas or something, but yeah, she, she's, no, she's a no. good friend. No, I, 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 no. I, now, the Dean Martin show is another yeah, one. It's almost like Ed Sullivan, I mean, in, his, in kind of in reverse, he didn't rehearse at all, and he'd show up the day of the show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to fool around anymore. You know, that was it. You know, call me, I'm here. And the girls would lead him around to the next spot on stage. Yeah. <laughs> the dancers. You know. But yeah. he, he made it work, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the mistakes. Oh, yeah. But he made it work. He, he had that hey, kind of personality. Hey, you want to hold that card steady? Hey, you want to hold that card steady? I can't see that from here. <laughs> you keep moving. I can't read it. I think I'll go to the couch. Yeah, right. Go to the couch now. Yeah, yeah he was a good egg. He had fun. He just liked to play golf and sing. And, you know, the the couch it. thing is the only thing he did serious. He would go there and sing a song seriously. That was about it. Everything else yeah, was... Yeah, or, or sit on the piano. So, yeah, sit on the piano with Ken Lane, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, again, the variety show era. I mean, you were on so many of those shows. Uh, what, what other ones stand out that you were on? I guess Carol Burnett is uh, another one. I mean, you did uh, uh, some Carol great shows Burnett. with Carol, right? And I did a lot of the Hollywood palaces. With, uh, right, I saw know, one of those on YouTube. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of those. And, uh, that was kind of like the West Coast Ed Sullivan show, but they had rotating hosts. Steve Allen shows and Steve Allen shows, and yeah, yeah, West Coast shows. Yeah, they had a lot of those. Yeah, but I mean, the, the Hollywood Palace was almost like a West Coast Ed Sullivan, except they had different hosts yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, uh, I guess it's never going to come back that way, variety TV, because there's probably not a lot enough Nobody people out there doing doing acts. <laughs> and if somebody doesn't like something now, they got eighty five thousand stations to click to, and that's years it. Ago with three stations, and if you didn't like something on the Sullivan Show, you went out and got a cup of coffee, got a beer, whatever. By the time you came back, that guy'd be over, and there'd be something you liked coming up next. For the youngsters, you'd see Topo Gigio. <laughs> All you youngsters out in the country. <laughs> I, I, I've seen clips of that. I don't. I don't really understand the appeal of that. It was cute, but it wasn't wasn't that funny to me. But I guess kid, I guess the kids liked it. <laughs> kids liked it a lot, and a lot of women liked it. They liked it. I had it for some reason. You know that little the cute little thing. Oh, Eddie, kiss me good night. Yeah, good night. <laughs> yeah. Because Ed wasn't the greatest straight man in the world, let's be honest, but he did a good job with the no. mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. And again, uh, yeah, some of the other shows, uh, I had to ask you about these. Uh, one of my favorite shows growing up, The Odd Couple. You did two great episodes of that, The Car Parking Guy and and, and The Fataway yeah. Diet Pill Guy. That, yeah. that must have been a lot of fun, huh? Oh, yeah. Those, those guys were great. I'm telling you, they were terrific guys. And, you know, it's really neat to, to be around people you've admired all your life and then find out that they're really nice. T you know? Tony Randall and Jack Clarkman. Yeah.
Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. they're, I never thought anything less than that, but it's just nice to say, hey, you know, because they come around and, and it was Tony's, there's, there's a thing I see at the, I say at the end of that garage thing where I, where they walk out on me and I say, um, and all week, all the, during the rehearsal, I've been saying, yeah, yeah, you, you'll be back. You'll be back on your knees like my mother was. You know? but, uh, <laughs> but I was in, in, in makeup, in makeup, and we're going on in 20 minutes, and he comes over, he says, when you say that, don't say you'll be back. Say, yizzle. Yizzle be back. Right. And that's New York. <laughs> that's you know? New York. That's, you will. You will let a yizzle. All right. Park you with the dented fender facing the wall. <laughs> hey, what can I do for you, gents? My name is Felix Unger. This is Oscar Madison. Nice names. <laughs> We're looking for parking space. Well, isn't everybody, huh? We'd like to rent by the month, on the ground floor, towards the rear, not under any leaky water pipes. Okay, sign here, leave your phone number. That's it, huh? When can we see our space? That's it, you're looking at it. <laughs> your space 83 on the waiting list. As soon as I fill 82 spaces, I'll give you a call. How long will that be? Who knows, two, three, four years. <laughs> hey, easy with that car, that one's mine. Can't wait four years. What do you got under leaky pipes? Puddles. <laughs> I detect a note of sarcasm. Be that as it may, there ain't a garage space within a hundred block radius of this place. In fact, most of my openings are inherited. <laughs> what should we do? Check the obituaries. <laughs> Follow up leads. Persevere. Oh, come on, let's get away. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There must be a better way to handle this. How long? How long from ten dollars? <laughs> will uh, will this get us anything? Sure, two fives. <laughs> come on, we're not getting anything. There must be some way. All right, let's put our cards on the table. How high are you guys willing to go? Huh? The limit. What the sign says: fifty dollars a month. Pay no attention to the sign. It's an old sign. Last card I got in for that had a horse in front of it. <laughs> now, how would you feel if the sign said $250 a month? For $250 a month, I can get the cost me rooms and a bath. <laughs> All right, I tell you, I'll give you one for $200, and that's the same rate I gave my mother. Still too high. Can't you do any better? Well, how's it going to look if I give you a better rate than I give my mother? <laughs> you shouldn't charge your mother. Don't say anything about my mother. <laughs> Let's keep personalities out of this. It's a business. Utilize your intelligence. Look around yourself at the accoutrements. You think these are donations? Felix, oh, what do you say? I say we'll park on the street. Okay. Oh, yeah, where do you live? 74th of Central Park West. Central Park West, 32% bus stops. The rest is one hour park. 7th Avenue, Broadway, no parking between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. 75th Street, you got your school zone, no parking. You got your church on the corner. 74th Street, alternate side of the street parking. You got to move your car every morning at 7 a.m. You want to hear about the east side now? You never met a guy who knows so much about parking. Hey, parking's my life. Give me a street, I'll give you an ordinance. What do you say, 7 o'clock, we can do it? You think so? It's better than paying blackmail. Good day, sir. Go ahead, go ahead, try it on the street for a while. This will be back. This will be back begging on your knees like my mother was.
<laughs> you guys will is usual. <laughs> you were the, the expert in parking. That was, that was a, and for people who grew up in New York, that, that hits home. You know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and learning all those places where you can park and not park. Oh, the ordinances. Yeah, right. <laughs> parking is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Look around you. Look at the accoutrements. <laughs> Do you think these are gifts? <laughs> And then, and then you topped it with even a, 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 another great episode where you played the the ad man, uh, the fat away diet pill. Give, give me, give me a bell, four bells. That was great. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that since I've done it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I that's a great that. one. Yeah. No, I hadn't. I haven't seen that in all those years. Yeah. It's where I guess uh, they they put Oscar in a fat suit and take a picture of him, and then take as as he is now kind of an illegal thing in advertising but uh, that was a funny episode yeah, felix is the photographer for you guys yeah i try to you think that's on youtube or- i don't know if that one's up there i haven't seen that one but uh, i just seen them so many times i guess you know that, that it's a good but it, you had the thing where you could give yourself a bell you had a little bell on your desk <laughs> uh-huh. yeah i remember that but somebody just posted the uh, the garage thing uh, a couple of days ago oh is that up okay that. yeah that's that's a great yeah. one yeah it was neat and then, of course, John went on to uh, a great show, and I didn't get to see it at the time. I've seen seen clips since and, and episodes, but bizarre. That was one of the first cable comedy shows, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The first uh, regularly scheduled Showtime uh, television show. And, uh, and there were about a million people watching, which is, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't last a day otherwise. Right. Nowadays, a million. But, but uh but they wanted something different, and they wanted something because there were, weren't any uh, people around to say you can't do that, you can't do this. Yeah, a little le- less restrictions, on- obviously, language exactly and yeah. on, right. on cable. So they took advantage of that, but we didn't go overboard. You know? No, you didn't. No, I, I thought you know it was maybe PG thirteen. I mean, it wasn't dirty. You know, it was a little, yeah, a little yeah. risque. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. we did. You know, uh, you know. <laughs> a lot of guys will send me to the airport or something and say, hey, man, I grew up watching that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I raised a lot of you guys. That's right. <laughs> that was done in Canada, right, with Bob Einstein? Yeah. My my father used to let me watch it, they'd say. <laughs> my mother went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob Einstein and Alan Bly produced Alan Bly, who you know, were Bob the Smothers was, Brothers. They were originally on the Smothers Brothers. but uh, And yeah. Bob was the straight man, yeah. Yeah, that was sad. I, I didn't. I was sad when he passed away about a year and a half ago. Uh, kind of sudden, but uh, he was he was a funny man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was a shock. So uh, he was only he was told he had something, and he had and he only lasted two weeks after he was. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I just I guess it was cancer, yeah, but he, he yeah, just he passed away. And his wife and yeah. his wife and daughter called me, but uh, I couldn't get away from. Yeah, of course, the Super Dave, so uh, Super Dave Osborne, he started I, on that show, didn't he? Yeah, well, you know that, that he was producer, and he he uh, he uh, and he was like the straight man. He'd come and say, "No, John, you can't do that. You're impersonating somebody. Somebody else does that." You know, <laughs> we get laughs with that, that stuff. But but he uh, he he was uh, uh, he had done the super uh, the Super Dave thing years earlier on the uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Oh right, he had a show. Right, he produced Dick Van Dyke's variety show. Right. Yes, exactly, and he did that character once, and then he, when I was, when Bazaar started getting hot, he decided he'd try it out again, and it, and people liked it, so he he did it more and more each season. We did five, six seasons. Yeah, yeah, that that, that looked like it was a lot of fun to do. You had to go to Toronto for that. 
We loved it up there. It was yeah. always in the summer, 10 weeks each summer. Oh, okay. And I, and I bring the kids up and, uh, and they, they'd go to the fairgrounds and we had a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a great show. I guess those are available. Show. You can get those, uh, some on YouTube and I think you can get the DVDs. Yeah. Hey, you well. know, tell you the truth is this, this, this. Let me just tell you something that happened. Someone bought those shows from, from the producers, Alan Bly and, 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 and the Bob Einstein. Someone bought them and his, he, he puts his name now before mine. And who's starring in the show? On oh, really? Amazon, oh, when you, no. Yeah, when you <laughs> order the thing, and there's there's no way I can get it off. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, wow. He he wasn't yeah. in the show, was he? <laughs> no. No. You mean he just bought him, and now no. he's uh, he's the producer of it. it. Now it's starring wow. John so and so. I won't say his no, name. No, no, don't mention his name. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the the shame of it is, I I I, I push it, and I, I mention it in the book that if you want to laugh at the czar, you can get it on. Amazon, and right. then I found out that this guy bought it, and I said, "Holy!" Oh God. wow! You know, yeah. what I'm saying it's just ugly. Show business can be a sewer, <laughs> just like the radio business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no business like sewer business. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you much longer, even though it's fun talking about it. I do got to ask you a little bit about, uh, before we wrap up, uh, of course, The Tonight Show. We didn't mention that before. You were on with Johnny uh, many times. Uh, was that one of your early appearances, too, before Sullivan or after Sullivan? Oh, no, nothing came before before um, uh, the the Sullivan show, except, you know, I just I mentioned the Murray Griffin thing. Right. But but Sullivan and... and uh, 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 you know, then then it was uh, Carson, and and then it was. Uh, uh, you were with Joan Rivers. I remember seeing that uh, once or twice. Yeah, uh, I Joan. did. Yeah. Did you? Did you see that when I did the the? Uh, <clears throat> the Jiminy, well, you talking in the book about the Jiminy wish. Cricket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that originally. Yeah, you came out and did the whole song. That was great. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So you, so you did the show in New York with Johnny as well as California then. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Many times in New York and then out in L.A. Yeah. What was the, what was that like? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's you do it that night. I mean, you, it was you, like you know, it's like showing up at showing up at a friend's house. Yeah. You know, you you sit there and you talk and you have a few laughs and they go to they go to commercial and you kick around some ideas and you come back and John and I were just talking about you know and uh, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the latest stuff. When I do some of the other things that are lately, because right. they don't have the, you know, they don't have the conversational thing going on. I did no, the, no. I did the, uh, I, I did the um, uh, David Letterman show years back before I did the tribute to Ed Sullivan show. I did it. Uh, I was working in, uh, I was working in Atlantic City, and uh, and uh, they wanted me to come in and you know the Tropicana where I was working. Uh, and, and they wanted me to go and publicize my being there. And uh, they sent the helicopter, and I flew in, and then I get there, and it's like a union strike. The cameraman had been on on strike, and somebody else was u- using the cameras. I don't know, you know, his relatives or something. And uh, and I and I, I did we did a little conversation. And then <clears throat> then he went to commercial, and during the commercial, <clears throat> the the music. Played, they played the music. The band played the music so loud <laughs> that I reached over. I leaned over to, to uh, you know, him, David. And I said, David, is this in lieu of conversation? You know, over all this, I yelled it because the only way he could hear me. And he said, Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, Dave, a uh, little, little uh, awkward socially, from what I've heard. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you can put that down. <laughs> I heard you on with a good a friend, a mutual friend too, Mark Malkoff. You did a, a great episode with him on just on the Tonight Show. That was fun to hear. Ah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And he just specifically talks about the Tonight Show, but uh, I know you mentioned it in the book as well. You, a great episode with uh, uh, Rose Marie. I think Carl Reiner was on that show. And, and oh yeah, and you yeah. get off and take your shirts funny. off. That's funny. Yeah, that was that was something else. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm sitting there and uh, Carl Reiner was on. Another channel. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Was Carl Reiner's? We had both. We had all done our little thing, and he was about to introduce Rose Marie. And I'll tell this, it's in the book, but yeah. I'll tell you anyway because I love it. I love it. And you can see and, it on YouTube, too, if you look at people look it up. It's a great, funny it? bit. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know if Johnny prepared, and, and you know, planned to do what he did at the end of it. We won't give it away, but either no, way, but, it was great. But it was, yeah, yeah it was, it was, and I had no idea he was going to throw that at me. And I just took a thing that I used to hear in the Navy. I was in the Navy, and, and if somebody was old, they'd say, <laughs> You know, this uh, one day uh, uh, an electrician's walking through the ship, and uh, and he made some crack to the guy uh, loading up his locker, standing around by me, and and he said, "Oh yeah," he said, "When God said let there be light, you were the duty electrician," <laughs> <laughs> and that just worked out so nice. Oh yeah, it's a great line, and Rose Marie <laughs> did the great take on it. I mean, she she I, I miss her too. She she has a great. DVD out of her life. Have you seen that? The, the autobiography DVD they made of her? Uh, Wait no, for your laugh? No, I've been told. I'd like to see it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, she was in show business literally as a kid. It was, it was a great life oh, story. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. bow in her hair and stuff. Yeah. 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 She was really nice lady. Really nice. Yeah. Real pro. So, well, the name of the book is called uh, Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, A Lifetime of Laughter, and it's published by... Uh, Looks like Right Life Publishing. Uh, John, do you have any place? Uh, I guess it's available at Amazon everywhere, right? Do you have a website, too, you want to direct people to? JohnBiner.com. And you go there, and you got some great clips uh, on there as well. And you got a forward by, uh, we didn't talk about this, but we'll let the people Nathan read Lane, about it. Nathan Lane, you appeared on Broadway with him. Yeah. A great story about that. I so. did a Broadway show, thank God. He yeah. called me, and he wanted me on this, and it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, great, great the chapter frog. in that. Yeah. Well, John, I, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know we went longer than uh, I told you, but uh, I could listen well, to stories okay, like this Doug. all day. You know, you can, you can, <laughs> you can mess with this any, any way you want. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll do it again well, down the road. Talking to you, hey, and continued success with what you do. Great, thank you, John. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, 
we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.